Hello and welcome to Speak Your Truth and Look Good Doing It podcast. My name is Camila, or as you've seen me online, Maria Camila. I'm a brand strategist, photographer, and videographer. This work is about amplifying the visibility of conscious leaders and brands who are wanting to leave this world better than they found it. This podcast is about letting ourselves be seen, both physically and spiritually, and highlighting the nuances we experience as we are growing both personally and professionally. Thank you for being here, and let's go ahead and dive in. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. So happy to have you here as per usual. I'm always super grateful. And I do want to provide a reminder, I am booking for brand um, video shoots, photo shoots, and brand building. Uh, This is for entrepreneurs, conscious entrepreneurs. This is for anybody, even if you're outside of... Arizona, there is still the option of us working together. So I do want to remind you of that. Bookings are at least four weeks in advance. And if you would like to work together, more information is on my Instagram. You can book a call with me. And this is to understand is where you want to go, how you want to be seen, and how we can help you. So I do want to remind you of that. And another thing is, if you are finding value in these episodes, go ahead and rate and review. I believe on Spotify, you can give it five stars. (laughs) And and on Apple Podcasts, if you'd be so kind and leave a review, this is what gives this line of work traction. So, and my intentions here is to share it all with you. There is... No intention in gatekeeping and privacy, like in regards to tools that can help your business. Um, I that, That's a big, big value of mine is to give it all away, tell you everything. And that way you can start getting traction and start getting results. So yeah. All right, let's go get started with the episode. And today's episode was inspired by a post that I made a while ago and it's talking about uh, money and when I say money I mean when entrepreneurs post this is how much money I've made and they do that as a way to build credibility and trust with their audience and obviously when you're in the business space talking about revenue metrics is very common because duh that's what business is about (laughs) business is about Obviously, the impact you're making and all those differences, but it's also about revenue. That's what that's the health of your business. And it really got me thinking because I know for a long time I have said that how much money you make is not what makes you interesting. Although when you do reach certain revenue milestones, it's really impressive. <laughs> it's really, really impressive. And it has me thinking of just what my stance is on it. Um, and I, it got me thinking that metrics, like when you talk about accomplishments, like revenue accomplishments, I think they do give you credibility, but I don't think they are the foundation of your brand. I think by having a strong brand and having soul and purpose and 
having like like a very definitive voice and also providing people results like being really committed to your audience and making sure that you are doing what you said you would do which essentially is building on your reputation which essentially is building on your personal brand and I think that is the route to growing your business and growing your revenue etc and this also came to me because I'm in this niche of Latin or Latinas, I guess, that Latinas network when it comes to coaches, service providers, um, or just Latinas, Let, why am I saying it like that? Latina entrepreneurship groups. It's a very niche thing and I really love how supportive everything and everyone is. And I noticed that there's some bigger names out there that um, they talk about. There's like so much transparency into how much money they're making. And at first, I used to think it was so tacky. I used to think like, oh, like, and, and I realized that the reason why I was thinking that it was tacky is because it came from my own thoughts and my own experience of what the business space was. So a little backstory on that. And then... My understanding of business was growing up in Utah and not seeing people from my community make a lot of money and then seeing people, I mean, Utah's a very predominantly white place. So that's what was shown to me. And what was shown to me was that men go on LDS missions and then they, after that, they go to BYU, which is a business school. And then after that, they build businesses or work in corporate and doing something business related and they make a lot of money, but the impact is not there. Like the, the concept of actually caring about making the world better and caring about the most vulnerable in our society, like things like that, was nowhere near insight. And that's the perception that I had with business. And so... Fast forward to when I moved to Arizona, I started getting myself involved in like entrepreneur groups and it's actually something I've never shared before, but I feel good and safe to say it now. But I remember I was part of this entrepreneurs group that was all about scaling your business to six and seven, eight, ten thousand million figures. <laughs> And that was like the ethos of this entrepreneurs group. And it's interesting because a lot of people think that brand is like the result you offer, which yeah, to a degree it is, but brand is also the personality, like the human behind all these uh, results you provide, which is what I'm getting to here. But the point is, I was in this entrepreneurs group because the same thing, I, I had biases about my own community being Latina because of my upbringing. So I didn't really get myself involved in a lot of Latina groups because of my own thinking. And then after that, I, um, I, I just started getting myself involved in more entrepreneur groups. And I was involved in one particular entrepreneurs group. And what was interesting was that their concept of scaling based on what I saw wasn't so much about thinking bigger or like thinking better and 
just being a better service provider. It was more about automations. It was about sending DMs to a bunch of people, or it was about uh, collecting people's text messages, I mean, phone numbers in order to send them text messages and market in that way. And it was a lot, it's like a lot of transactions and a lot of systems to put in place in your business in in order to grow and expand. And it was a very masculine way of growing and scaling your business. And I remember there was also... Uh, part of this group where they would have, uh, they would bring people to the group, like people that were very successful in business, usually men, white men, that were very successful in business that had created um, like millions of dollars in revenue in a short amount of time. And I remember they brought this guy over uh, who had been very successful building his business and It was, uh, anyway, the point is that super successful, money-wise. And they brought this guy to one of the dinners to talk and to share his perspective on what it was like growing his business. And, And he was positioned at somebody that he was like such a rare find. It was like such an honor to get this guy over to this dinner to speak to this entrepreneur's networking group. And I remember this guy talked all about systems and the psychology of how he hires and how he got started but it was all very uh bland and I even noticed that even when he was around people in the group he wasn't like friendly or interested in everybody else that was there like he looked very uncomfortable being there and I remember when he was still on the stand, not in the stand, but he was still giving his talk. There was a Q&A section. And in the Q&A section, there was a question that was asked of him of what is something you value now that you don't anymore and what's something that you no longer value but you do now. And of course, it was a question about his humanity, his character, and his values. And his response was, ooh, I, he froze, didn't even know how to answer the question. And... Yeah. And then after he's like, let me come back to you. And turns out he didn't get back to him. He didn't get back to the person that asked him the question. And even towards the end of the Q&A, as they were talking, um, I noticed this interaction of the speaker came up to the person who asked him the question and just said, like, hey, man, sorry, I just did it. Like, I didn't know how to answer that. But uh, thanks for asking the question. And again, super superficial, not even um, didn't show any care, any substance, any vulnerability in anything. It was just so bland. And that was one experience that I was like, if this is what business is about, if this is what growing your business and scaling it, yucks. I don't like any of this but I still just had an open mind of course and then we move on is to um another another event that was had for entrepreneurs and again this was when the ethos of this group is that growing and scaling your business is a bunch of systems 
And it was interesting to me that there's nothing about growing your business that has to do with your level of thinking and your level of connection to your community or the kind of results that you provide for your community. It was all on external things, not internal things. And again, there was another person that was brought in, has made millions and millions of dollars, white dude again. And this time around, um, we're all sitting around in a circle and the circle is mostly men. And I just happen to be one of like maybe two or three women that are part of this group. And same thing, there's just, they're talking a lot about what it means to grow business. And a lot of it was talks about life which I really appreciated. Although I <laughs> I started to notice that uh, towards the end of the mm, towards the end of the chat, there was another Q&A for us to ask questions to the speaker. And I started to notice that the men that were in the room, they I think because there were other men in the room, like they're not othered. They feel very comfortable just being very conversational with the speaker and not even raising their hands to ask questions. It's just talking and thinking about. And I remember that guy saying, one of the guys that was there was saying, oh, this feels like a therapy session. And because it was all so conversational. And it was interesting to me observing how comfortable these men were around this other man. But it had me thinking that I personally, myself, as a woman, was so uncomfortable because usually in women's circles, it is so normal to be vulnerable. It's so normal to connect at the human-to-human level. That is a, a normal thing. It's not, yeah, it's, it's normal for women to talk about their humanity and be businesswomen at the same time. But anyway, I'm in this room, and I realized that I raise my hand and this other man raises his hand because to me I'm thinking is I'm just being polite and I also feel so uncomfortable in this room but I don't want to have to be a hard ass I just want to be polite raise my hand Um, that way I can speak and I raise my hand and then this other man raises his hand and as soon as he raises his hand he starts speaking and that's when I was like and and no one said anything like they just let it happen and to me that's when it was like I started to notice like, oh, this is what it feels like to be a woman in a predominantly male space where people are not being conscious of women in the room. And this is why women have to be hard asses and fight to be heard because men feel so comfortable by nature because they are not being othered. And then with women, obviously, the, the, just the barrier of feeling othered, that's a whole nother experience that we have to deal with and overcome. And anyway, it was very, it was shown to me just very bluntly in that interaction, even though it's a very simple interaction. And you could argue that it's a personalities things, even though I know sure as hell it is not. And like the level of comfort that those men felt is not what I and I'm sure other women were feeling. I noticed that women do have to perform in a certain way to be in those spaces in order to be taken serious. So anyways, and so that was my understanding of business and people being successful and having a lot of money. That was my understanding. So that's why when it came to my content, I, it's interesting how the, like my, like where I grew up in Utah, seeing 
men model business. It's interesting how that all of that has led me up to this point now, 10 plus years later, into these male entrepreneur groups, just out of me not knowing any better. And it's interesting how all of that shaped my perspective of business. So therefore, that's why my content was about like how much money you make. That doesn't interest me. (laughs) It doesn't interest me how much money you're making if how you are making it is not ethical or if the values in your business don't honor uh, the humanity of people inside the business. If you're not thinking critically or you're not being aware of how to how to hold space in a room and make sure that everybody feels included and heard. And and I still believe that to this day. When I think of those um, male entrepreneurship groups, and I'm just being broad here, I think there's other even women's spaces that can fall into this. If your only focus is revenue metrics, then that's not a brand. That To me, that looks transactional. That doesn't look like you really put a lot of heart and soul into it. It's a reflection that everything is transactional. And yeah, that's what I meant by how much money you make. It's not what makes you interesting. So then fast forward to now that I'm more involved with the this niche of Latina entrepreneurs and I noticed that there is a big talk on revenue metrics so it really has me questioning of well look at these women that they're talking about how much money they're making do I still think that's yuck and it's interesting because because of my background at first I thought it was a little tacky but then at the same time I started thinking like oh That's kind of interesting that they are sharing how much money they're making, but by them sharing how much money they're making, it's also making me believe that I can do it too. And then I started asking myself deeper questions like, why is it that I'm not turned off by by them speaking about how much money they're making? And I've come to realize that it's the values, it's the commitment to community that it's what's drawing me to this women. That how much money they're making, all it's doing is showing credibility or showing what's possible. But really the core of what I believe is making these women magnetic, it's their commitment to community, their commitment to providing results, their commitment to the people. And which has me thinking of my business coach and how much, how appreciative I am of her and how she brought up the the topic of accessibility and how accessibility is such a big value of a lot of us. Even whether you're a person of color or even if you're like a spiritual entrepreneur or maybe you grew up low income, I know that accessibility is a big value of yours. And a comment that she says is, I want you to give all of your content away. I want you to be so committed to your client results. Like that is the work. And, and I completely agree. It's like, it's something that I've now implemented into my line of work that that's what really is like growing your business is about in an ethical way. It's like really caring about people, being very committed to their results and scaling or growing your business is also growing your capacity to feel more, to problem solve more and and, and, and your commitment to that comes out in your content 
And that's what makes your content more in-depth or more juicy is your commitment to wanting to serve people at a bigger capacity. And it's interesting understanding business from that perspective versus automate cold DMs (laughs) or just grow your business by adding a bunch of automations even though you're not actually having a personal conversation with people or for instance get on LinkedIn and send a bunch of cold messages to people I just think that's such a masculine way of doing business Um, and exhausting yourself just being out for the chase and giving people a false sense of intimacy by sending them a message but really you never had a personal connection with that person and those are all the things that I saw in these male entrepreneurship groups. And yeah, I guess moral of the story here is check who it is you're, you're getting your business information from and make sure that you have the same values as that person. Because now business feels completely different to me. It feels very service driven now that I'm doing it from a place of wholeheartedness and being led by a person whose values I align with, and which is really important. And the reason why I talk about values as well is because that's what your personal brand is. Your personal brand is you being very authentic and very honest about the things that you wholeheartedly believe in, those things that are your non-negotiables. And they're things that when you say them out loud, they may stir the pot for some people, but that is okay. It is okay to disappoint or to stir the pot if there's something that you wholeheartedly believe in based on your lived experience. And lived experience is pretty powerful. I used to think it wasn't powerful because I used to think of confirmation bias and how that bias is not good for business. And that also comes from my academic background of having to be objective about situations. But while yes, it is important to be objective in regards to some situations, be discerning because at times your lived experience is valid enough and the things that you learn firsthand are very, very potent and powerful. And and it's like the story that I told you just barely. Like I, I have read so many times about women in the workplace and how they sometimes just get overlooked or they have to try harder or be like more strong. And I I haven't had those experiences very often, but once I experienced it firsthand and it's very, it's very, um, it can hide really well. It's not really obvious in your face and unless you are the one that's experiencing it firsthand. And that's when I realized that, no, this is absolutely true. As a woman, there is a performance you have to make around men. If if like the men is predominantly, uh, if the room is predominantly male-driven, and then also the values of that group are not inclusive. So they're not catering to also how women experience things in the workplace. So, and again, that's one of those things that I think in the past I would have been really scared to say out loud, but now it's like, no, I experienced this and this was my experience. This was real for me. And just how I'm sharing this experience with you, I highly encourage that you also share your stories and the things that you experience and then tie it with a lesson with how it can be of service to your community. And... Yeah, that is my message for you today. So 
really standing your truth, really say what you feel, expand your capacity to be a little bit more vulnerable, but vulnerable in the way that is of service to your community. And just always keep the service for like firsthand. And I think that's what's going to build trust and loyalty, grow your business, etc. Okay. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you found value in this, please repost it on Instagram or just shoot me a DM. I know some of you have been doing that, which I wholeheartedly appreciate. Other than that, I will catch you on the next episode. See ya.